This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest preview podcast. Yes, it's Terence's voice. Imagine that on a preview podcast. Um, just me and Heskiff tonight to build you up to, I'd say build you up to Aston Villa. It's going to be more of a player of the year and 500 Palace game in the Premier League review more than anything. But we'll get, we'll get to Villa and touch on it a little bit. Before that, let me introduce you to the one and only Sam Heskiff. Thank you for picking up the reins for me while I've been off slacking. Oh, no worries. I thought you'd fallen down a well. So yeah, well. I... Relieved relieved that you're back dry, ready to rumble. <laughs> I actually got bollocks by someone at um, the game the other day. It was, uh, oh, you could be bothered to turn up to games, but not the pod. Is that how it, is that how it goes? So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope you all miss me. I'm sorry I've been away. Um, Albert is still on holiday. He's probably... I don't know, neck deep in a pint of effis somewhere right now. We keep sending pictures to our WhatsApp group, just like, oh, I'm inside a pub at the moment, or I'm at a bar. Here's a, here's my view from the bar. Here's my view from the another bar. And he reckons he's he reckons it's not a holiday, but all we see all we see is inside of a bar and a half drunk glass of beer. So. Yeah. What, what, what was it he said he was doing? I didn't. I didn't understand what he said he was oh, doing. Oh, he said. I think he said he's on a recce. Yeah, oh, recce, but it, okay. Yeah. So he was testing testing the bar out. Hmm. Well, yeah. For, for what? For <laughs> uh, for after work drinks. <laughs> yeah. For the, for the next time they go to that bar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're talking a beer. The beer festival is upon us this Saturday. Um, you you heading down? I am. Yes, I'm, I'm going to try and head down. I haven't broached the subject to the missus yet. Um, so if you do see me, it might be with a small baby attached to me in a sling or something. <laughs> it might be the only way I'll get down there. But um, after reading Steve Browitt's, um expert review on the website of what beers are available, like um, I certainly want to at least try and get down there for for a couple um you guys making a day of it yeah i mean I, I was thinking about going to this open training session but then no one that i know wants to go and i think it's a bit weird if i just go on my own when when was the date of that one so that's directly before the beer festival that's literally like the hour before the beer festival opens oh. um so i think that's 11 till 12 and then the beer festival opens at 12 is, um, is it at Sellers the training session? Yeah, so it's on the pitch. Oh, okay. And you you register, you, like it's free, but you have to register your seat or your ticket or whatever. Um, but I'm going to be there for three or four hours drinking beer anyway, so I don't really want to be there for an extra hour. I'm just having a mm. cup of weak coffee. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Good luck to everyone who's going down there. Don't go nuts. Um, drinking thirds, not pints. <laughs> I've, um, to be fair, I've got, go on. I've got some friends coming uh, to the beer festival and I've just said to them, don't buy four pints, even if you think you're going to like it. Because A, if you don't like it, you've got a four pint that you've got to get rid of. 
And B, if you stay till near the end when they want to clear everything out, you pay for half a pint and you get a full pint anyway. Yeah. So pace yes. yourselves. So the bet the best thing is to just go later in the day and then get yeah. those prices anyway. Like it. Look at that hot tips from someone who's been to every beer festival. Oh god, most of them. I don't I don't even drink beer. <laughs> I can't believe it's the tenth one already. I know, it's mad. You think well, obviously we missed a couple because of covid seems mad Ooh. that it's been going on that long so i still can't believe it's the 10th one and it should be the 12th one ridiculous yes yeah. mad Absolutely ridiculous uh uh what's else big guy this week oh crystal palace fan holly walsh won a bafta for writing motherland um wow crystal, very nice crystal palace power couple holly walsh and john petrie now both have baftas so um I held one once before I went to the house and I picked up the BAFTA and did the whole like acceptance speech and all of that. Um, they are heavy. Like in, in the um, Prof- professor green with the BAFTA in the pool room, like mm. could, could be a thing. <laughs> professor was, green, say, was professor, no professor green's the rapper. Pro- professor oh, Plum. Professor Plum. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just going to say, if they've got so many, they're going to end up using them for doorstops or something like that, aren't they, if you go around their house? They could be used as a doorstop. They are that heavy. The base is that heavy, yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, congratulations, Holly Walsh. And if you haven't watched Motherland, particularly if you're a parent, you'll probably love it. It's it's very funny. So get on that. Um, Player of the Year Awards. So talking of awards. They've happened. They have. Neither, we didn't get our annual picture, unfortunately. Neither oh, of us made it down. We didn't. Gutted. Mm. So no one can blame us for booing Luka Milivojevic. Um, what the fuck? Luka, yeah, that's what, bad. Who's booing the club captain or a player of the year awards? Yeah, like I didn't really have any context beyond like the next day. I just saw a few people that I know who went were saying that Luka was getting booed. It's just like... I just don't understand the point. Oh, he's not had a good season. Why are you booing him? Yeah. You know, everyone yeah, like it's well publicised what his problems yeah, are. Exactly. <laughs> and even I mean, even if he's just had a shit season, don't don't boo him. Like, especially but you know, it's in, we've had this sort of we're the best fans in the league, and the media think that we're really good fans and supportive, even when our team has was crap in the past. Can't then turn around and say that and then boo the club captain because you think he's had a shit season so yeah but stupid stupid business oh we've got the best fans and all of that but our fan base is in a precarious position at the moment it's it's mental really like the the things you hear after every game uh, you can't seem to get past the palace game without there being some sort of infighting going on somewhere which just seems mental yeah, there was more. Um, I read on the BBS at the who do we play? Oh, Watford, Watford game. Apparently, in the after it all kicked off, and some old guy had to go to hospital. Um, but I, I, people didn't really seem to know what the cause of it was beyond, oh. you know, <laughs> a certain type of powder. But like these things, you're right. These things, you just hear it like after almost every game, home and away, that something's kicked off or something's gone down. It's it's just I don't know if it's because we had that season where we weren't allowed, and now people have just sort of thought fuck it, and whether that's a reason. But pretty shit. It's not why I go mm. to football. Yeah, absolutely. I really, I really hope it avoids me. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to be. In the middle of any trouble, I'm I'm too tight. I'm too tight to fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got two kids running me into the ground. Leave me alone. Um, so the awards themselves, uh, I mean, I've got various problems with some of them. <laughs> yeah, goal of the season. I've got a problem with this. Wilfred Zaha. Um, now it's it's an amazing strike. Wilfred Zaha against Norwich. It's an amazing strike. Don't get me wrong. Technically, in terms of a strike and a goal, what you want to sort of see, like a properly top corner from the edge of the ball, like mm-hmm. yes, it's got all the credentials, but 
it was the goal when we were stood next together and went absolutely bonkers of Brighton that is the clear winner here. Yeah, for, for, for numerous reasons. One, it's against Brighton. That, that multiplies it by 100. But two, like, you know when you see, like, prime Barcelona, where scoring goals where, like, everyone touches a ball, the, op- the opposition don't get near them and they score. You're like, oh, fucking hell, that's, like, unbelievable. That's what happened. Like, literally every single player touched the ball. He had flicks in there, like, passes under pressure. Joel Ward turning into Cafu. <laughs> yeah, jo- Joel Ward ending up on the left wing. Um, e- even the point where Schlupp sort of, like, moves his body around and gets the ball back to Gallagher, who then finds a, mm. you know, a spot in the net beyond a d- seven, six foot seven Dan Byrne diving past it. That's an unbelievable goal. Like, if that wasn't Palace, they Sky would be doing analysis with their little, you know, board thing. Like, non-stop if that was Liverpool. Um, so, and finally, you and I were stood next to each other, which is cause enough. And it was after um, the guy in front of us threw the smoke bomb and allowed, allowed, <laughs> yes, allowed Butler to save a penalty. Um, but, yeah, just... I, I don't know. I, I'm astonished, to be honest. I think we might never score another goal where every player touches the ball. Like, yeah, <laughs> we legit might never do that again. Yeah. Um, and I remember one year being at um, Blackburn away, and it was right at the end of the season. Uh, I think it might have been a promotion season. Yeah, it would have been a promotion season when we drew mm-hmm. one all. Stephen Dobby scored. And that they was, had... Can I just say that was my wife's first ever Palace away game. Oh, at Blackburn, okay. I, I know how to treat you later. <laughs> and was the next one like Millwall away the following week? Or was that the week? <laughs> that might have been the game before. I can't remember. It was, it was somewhere around there. It was that period where it was respect the point well and truly. Yeah. Um, drew a few games. But at the Blackburn game, they had their goal of the season result. And it was a done tapping at the back post against Burnley. Like, And it was just, it was like... 99.4% of the vote. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember that now you said that. Yeah. yeah that's just, exactly, man. Yeah. That's it. Because it's against Brighton. Uh, it's all what it should matter. But there you go. So Zaha goal the season, don't agree mm. with. Um, Adam Romola, underrating player of the season. It's hard to argue with. Um, there are um, a couple of players who have scored a fair amount of goals in that team as well. But He's, you know, made forays into the first team. Mm-hmm. Talks about being got got into the islands, uh, younger island squad. So fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the games that I've seen him in, at, at, you know, the eighteens and the twenty threes, he's been really, really good. Mm. So I was this far away from scoring for the first team as well. I know that would have been amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, he. I mean, and like you say, in the fact that he's played for the first team shows that he's obviously well thought of as well. So no problem with that at all. Um, then obviously Jezrus Rexaki wins ugh, player of the year for the under 23s. Again, unsurprising. Um, mm-hmm. What is surprising? Not as many first team minutes um, or basically none. Um, and there's been a lot of talk about how from the club about how they now regret not loaning him out in January to get the, the minutes away because I don't think the under-23 league's there at the moment. I think in five years' time, it might be a better environment to develop yourself, but I don't, still don't think it's quite matching going and playing six months in League 1 or League 2, probably. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously very good at the under-23 level because he's. I think he ended up joint top scorer. So he's obviously, we all know he's talented, but like you say, if you can see him play against, I don't know, it's sort of cliched, but players who need to pay their mortgage so the games matter sort of thing, Mm. And and if you can be a skillful wide player when all the all the defenders are just trying to kick you up in the air, then that that gives you another dimension as well, doesn't it? So yeah, but yeah it doesn't surprise me that Palace say that they sort of regret it now. Obviously hindsight's great. But if he's not gonna automatically get in the first team squad next year, you would think that he'd probably kick off the kick off the season next year with a loan, which will probably be very good for him. Now I should have asked you this next question prior to recording to check mm. if you've watched it because you you have palace tv coming of age have you watched any of it yet uh watched the first episode 
Okay. Um, um, episode two is now out as well. How how are you feeling about it? Good viewing? Yeah, it's, it is good. It's good. It focuses. It's got quite a focus on the coaches and you know what what they think about the academy and how their football should be played. Um, Darren Powell comes across really really well in it, and he he seems to be a lot about relationships with players. You know, like players being able to trust their coaches and vice versa and, and you know, becoming more of a family. Um, and then you have a few... Man, coming, coming through a man who knocked someone out in a wheelchair at Sunderland. <laughs> exactly, I said exactly. <laughs> they showed the Sunderland goal and I was like, let's <laughs> let's just wait and see. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Um, you know, they the start of the season, they, they start quite well, but then there's a, a game where they play against Tottenham and lose quite heavily. So it's good to see that side of things as well, how the coaches deal with it, how they deal with it. Um, so, yeah, it's well it's well worth a watch. Um, I think the, the episodes are like 35, 40 minutes maybe. Um, so, yeah, really good, really well worth a watch. Yeah, my my cousin played for Spurs that day in the, when they got they heavily beat us, yeah. Um, effectively cost us a title as well, really. Mm-hmm. When you think about it that season. Um, episode two is out now. I saw a little clip with it with uh, Wells Morrison talking about the Brighton game. He's saying, make sure you wear your studs for that one. Nice. <laughs> but it's like just awareness as well. It's like, this is the one the fans are going to be looking out for. So it's the ones we want to win because yeah. social media will be looking, you know, that kind of scenario. But yeah, Palace TV for your coming of age documentary. Uh, can't really comment on Women's Player of the Year. Amy Everett, I haven't managed to get down to any games. Um, I certainly will when my daughter's at a better age. Um, already been getting her down to little kickers on a Sunday. Nice. 8.30 on a Sunday morning. <sighs> Feels That's like nice. I'm back playing Sunday league, yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, so definitely going to get her interested in that when she is... Um, the indoctrination started, to be honest. She's she's constantly kicking anything that's ball shaped, so she's she's well on her way. Um, Good, yeah. as it should be. <laughs> um, women's player Lee Nickel and forgotten man Nathan Ferguson win community champion awards. Um, so well done to them. It's it's good that Ferguson's being able to you know he's taking that seriously and doing it well. You know, yeah. And he, I think one of his quotes was saying sort of. It's been a really rough couple of years, obviously. But he said the club have been very supportive of him. So it's sort of like paying it forward, I guess. Like he he has gotten really involved in the community stuff, which is great. Yeah. You know, he seems like a really good guy. Same same with Lee Nichols. She seems great. So the, those two being the community award recipients it isn't really a shock, you know. Yeah. Um, Chairman's Outstanding Contribution Award this year goes to Danny Young. Um, I mean, the video from the players for him was just lovely. Like It was. Yeah. They clearly, everyone clearly respects him and sees, looks up to him like that older brother kind of thing. And mm-hmm. no one, clearly no one's got a bad word to say about him. That's it. The way they're all sort of like, because they all get asked, what does he do? And they're like, he sort of, we don't really know, but he also sort of does everything. You know, he's... He's got 30 calls and 30 WhatsApp messages on the go at once, but he always gets gets you what you need so that we can concentrate on getting getting to work on the tactics and the training pitch. And then there was a, a clip of him with um, when they had the Down Syndrome team come into training, which is also really nice. Um, so, yeah, considering in my head he's always been known as Danny the Kit Man, for him to now be like Danny the do absolutely everything and everyone loves him, man, good for him. Yeah, fair play. Um, player of the year. I'm shocked, to be honest, that Connor got it. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, if it was seven, eight games ago, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, after the last ten games he's had, and don't get it wrong, like he's obviously the goal was an assist of dried up, um, and those are what grabbed the numbers. And he, the guy is still running around like a blue ass flyer pressing people and trying to put in tackles but a lot more fouls have been creeping in he's not been quite mm-hmm. getting it right I think I think there's a clear um, first you know real season playing in that high intensity pressing role he played for West Brom for a best part of the season but a far deeper role and yeah. not as not as much advance up the field and 
I haven't looked at the stats, but I'm assuming if they were put in front of me on the page, there's no way he would have run the kilometres that he's done playing for Palace. And I think he's burned himself out a little bit. And that that just comes with learning how to manage yourself and manage your body over the course of the season. Because he's basically stayed fit for all of it, right? He's not been injured. Yeah. He's been playing for England. He's gone away and played for England as well during the time. He's, there's been no rest, basically. No rest. But somehow he even managed to avoid suspension. God knows how he I know. That's, <laughs> that, that's the biggest shock of all. Yeah, it seemed like because we didn't have four yellows after five games at the beginning of the season or something. <laughs> um, so goodness knows how he avoided that. But so I don't like, you know, he, he's worthy in a sense of the award. He's you know scored eight goals for midfield, whatever. And it might end up at being ten. You know, we've still got a few games left. It might might get a couple more and all good to him. But I feel like over the course of the season. Mark Gay is, you know, he wins player player of the year. And I think that tells you a lot that he's won players player of the year. Um, Yeah. I mean, like you say, I understand why people would vote for Gallagher and he's had, he has had a good season. Like his, his, the last, like you say, seven or eight games, maybe haven't been quite as good, but he's still, he's still good. He's had, I would still say he's had a very good season. Um, Whether Chelsea fans could have voted as well, because it was an open vote. Who knows? Um, but yeah, for me, Gay, he got my vote. He's just like he looked good at the start of the season anyway. But now he like he's just imperious. That's the only word I can think to use of him because he he's not really tall, he's not he doesn't look massive, but he never gets like shoved out of the way. His positional play is brilliant. Uh he can play with both feet. You know, he scored goals. There's that ridiculous stat about how only one player's dribbled past him all season or whatever. And, and, he, you know, and, and he didn't. I mean, it's the most nonsense awarding of a dribble to someone I've ever seen. I watched games where Zaha has dribbled past multiple people multiple times. And then the stats tell me he had two dribbles in the game. And I'm like, yeah, what? And this Adam Rola <laughs> one is like, you know, Gage just ushering him into Palace traffic. Yeah. He's not dribbled past him. Gage just ushered him that way to get tackled, which is what yeah. happens. So it seems really weird <laughs> um but yeah like i i just think like he's he's just had a brilliant season him him being made captain at 21 says a lot and like you say he won player of player of the year they they all know they see him even more than we do they know what a good player he is they know how important he is to us um and the partnership that he's built with anderson has been great so it, he would have been who who i want well he was who i wanted to win i was shocked he didn't win it to be honest but um the players play of the year sort of like you say proves the point doesn't it yeah um i missed out young player of the year obviously going to tyrick mitchell no real shock there um the other candidates i'm trying to think the other candidates for player of the year so zaha has zaha's season been that different to any of the other seasons, right? Because I think once you factor in penalty goals, mm-hmm. so he's got full, has he got 14 or 13 now? Um, when you factor in penalty goals, if you take those away, it's just like a regular season for him in terms of mm-hmm. goal outputs. Um, but his form since he came back from the AFCON has been, you know, most games he's been on it, right? It was that, yeah. it's like the infamous get sent off at Spurs and actually quite a few people are pissed off with him. Goes mm-hmm. off to the AFCON and comes back and since then he's just been electric. Yeah, on one, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, look, I, you know well how much I love Wilf. Um, <laughs> and I think, sort of, again, I didn't think the first half of the season was, was bad by any means, but yeah, the, the sort of little run around Christmas wasn't great. But we, we knew we were going to miss him because we always do when he's not around when he went to AFCON. And since then, he's been brilliant. And I think a lot of, when you hear him in interviews and stuff, a lot of what comes out is he realises he's the older, experienced player now. You know, when you're talking about like Ebbs and Elise and Connor and those sort of players, like Wilf, Wilf is the experienced one, even though he's not even 30, it's weird to say. And I, and I think... This is just me saying this, but I think he's really relishing that. I think that's made a difference to him because now in interviews, he's like, this is just the beginning of what we can do. Like this team is capable of 
doing more. And he knows he's part of that. Like we always have the the discussion about his contract every year. But I really think he's enjoying it here. I think Vieira knows how important he is. Mm. And yeah, the second half of the season, I think he's been brilliant. I, th- I think if you were to put a short list of who would be player of the year, I think he'd be on it for me. Yeah. Um, quite if anyone could have seen Hefke's face there, the, the, he, was, <laughs> he, he, he was so uncomfortable talking about great things to come. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, you know, post the Southampton game, Wilf was talking about how proud he was of Eze and stuff. So you can tell he's definitely taken on that that more like senior role in the team. And um, the language that comes out of his mouth now does... It doesn't seem like to me someone who's planning on leaving the club. Um, it's, at this... it, it, it's also remember when every interview that he did, it would just say that he was buzzing and that was it. Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming a long way. Indeed, you know, in five years' time, he's going to be on Match of the Day or something when he retires. Uh, five, maybe not five years longer than that. Let's hope. Um, so yeah, all in all, uh, you know, I think I shouldn't. I feel I feel a bit of a way about a lone player winning our Player of the Year. I do. I shouldn't. It shouldn't matter. And because all the language around him has been like how he's taken the club fully mm-hmm. to heart and clearly loves the fans and the relationship he's built with them, and very clearly has you know been a positive influence to everyone around the club. So I shouldn't feel that way. But part at of me least, does a little bit. At least it wasn't <laughs> as much of a robbery as Johnny Paul winning over <laughs> Anthony Gardner. I'll never go over that. It was that was disgraceful. But and where back in the day, then that was when I was doing my blog and things like that, and I had a vote, um, like a Twitter poll vote or something. No, it wasn't. Twitter polls didn't exist then. It was like a separate vote, and I got more votes than the official vote on that because that was the days when it was only the people basically went and voted, right? Yeah, <clears throat> do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, and. Gardner cleaned up, got about seventy five percent of the vote on that. Everyone, everyone knew it was just a weird one on the night that Parr won that somehow. No idea. Weird. Did they? Yeah, very bizarre. He played a lot of games. No shade to Johnny Parr. I quite liked him, but Adney <laughs> Gardner was Player of the Year that year. Well, they didn't. Johnny Parr say he was a step. In, we were a stepping stone for bigger things for him when he first came. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Yeah, true. No shade, Johnny Parr. Fair play, Johnny Parr. Um, <clears throat> okay. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This coming weekend against Aston Villa uh, mm. will be our. 500th game in the Premier League and we've been asked to vote on <laughs> the greatest game of those 500 now yeah. this is an extensive list <laughs> um, yes, we've got 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 14, 15, 16 probably 30 games something like that on there Um I'm just going to discount some for us, whether you've okay. got input or not. 92-93, Palace 3, Blackburn 3, ain't happening. No. <clears throat> so that would have been our first game? in the Was it the first one? That was the first game of the season, yeah. Yeah. So first Premier League game. Mm-hmm. 
Shearer making his debut for Blackburn as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's in there. Um, the clear winner is 94-95, 2 1 win at Highbury, Salako getting both goals, which was my first ever Palace game. So. Oh, nice. Just, I, w- just, I was just not there. there. <laughs> um, and then, then we get to 97 98 season, 2 1 at Everton, Lombardo scoring on his debut. Mm-hmm. This was also my 15th birthday. So. Um, Happy, happy birthday to you. Yeah, good candidate. Um, rather bizarrely, the 2-0 win at Leeds a couple of weeks later isn't on there either, which was also a great win because it spawned the picture of Lombardo running off celebrating with Hopkin in the background with his hands on his head, um, which is, you know, this is the man that came to replace you. Somehow yeah. we replaced David Hopkin with Attilio Lombardo. And that goal was great as well. It was absolutely brilliant. In the air, one two with Paul Warhurst. I think that's probably the only way Warhurst could play a one two. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually Lomb- uh, Warhurst to Lombardo for Clinton Morrison's first Palace goal. Punted it downfield, and Lombardo somehow run past Pressman. Why was that not on the list? Outrageous. Yeah. One um, one, Aki Realati against Arsenal in the 0405 mm. season. I mean, if Lackis scores at the back post I reckon that one has a good shot to be honest and I wasn't even at that one I was what I, I was playing football then and couldn't get a ticket and yeah if Lackis makes that 2-1 and we win that game um, against they they were invincibles the season before yeah I think so and I think and I think they'd only just lost a couple of weeks before our game against May United so they'd lost like once in a you know a long time so, yep, can see why it's there, but I think it just slightly misses off. I'm going to delete that one. Uh, Palace 3, Spurs 0, 4 5 Wood, Granville and Johnson. Uh, yeah, that was all right. It was all right. I think the 3-0 this season was a better performance. Um, Andy Johnson against Liverpool. When they were... did they, Were they about to go on to win the Champions League? They were, yeah. weren't they? Like, yeah. I, I remember at the time... I can see the goal now. I remember that felt massive yeah. at the time. So yeah, I can see did. what's on there. It won't get my vote, but I can yeah. see what's on there. No, I agree. Um, then we're fast forward all the way to 13-14, obviously. Um, Palace 1, Chelsea nil. John Terry own goal. I feel like that's on there for banter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, to say, uh, I think it's not going to win, is it? I think this is the clear favourite, Palace 3, Liverpool 3. Yeah, yeah. We discussed Cristian Ball last week on the show because I think it was the anniversary of it. Um, we'll probably win just because it's the most famous game of the lot, I think. Yeah, but I really don't want to draw to win because that is just asking for trouble. <laughs> it, it is. That's it. Um. Palace 3, Liverpool 1. That's the Jednak free kick at Sellhurst. That was, uh, that was good. 4-1 at Sunderland, Balassi Hattrick. I mean, that was good, but they, uh, they're they terrible. They were terrible. Yeah, there's a little asterisk by how bad they are there. So Yeah. Um, and this is one of my favourites on the list, the 3-1 winner Anfield. Um, Gerrard's last game. Yeah, I was another one. Um I was in Lisbon on a stag with my mate, who's a Palace fan, Jason. And we were all um, camped out in front of this bar in the, in the town where we were staying in a place called Cascache. And they sort of hung a TV out of the window of this bar. And uh, there was like, whatever, how many of us, 15, 16 of us watching it. Um, and uh, one of my mates, who who is just a lovely bloke, um, turned round and gave a, a couple of Liverpool fans behind him the smuggest, <laughs> the smuggest sort of abuse. Uh, so my memory of that is like I wasn't there, but I still have like a great memory of the game for my mate telling some Liverpool fans to shut up, basically. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was, was that's uh, a good one. Yeah, that was an excellent afternoon. That really was. Um... Another favourite of mine, the two one at Chelsea, Sacco and Joel Ward. Um, just the whole Chelsea getting the equaliser, all of the sort of stuff afterwards, like seeing on social media, Chelsea like being like 
yes, 1-1, now let's go on and win this. And then, then <laughs> yeah. that, the very next tweet is, goal, Joel, 2-1 Palace. Is, um, that was beautiful. a great one. That and we never, and, you know, we so rarely beat Chelsea, it feels like, you know, um, at their place. <clears throat> um, 2-1 at Liverpool. This is obviously in the midst of our three in a row. That's the Balassi and Dan one. That was also fucking brilliant. Yes, it was, yeah. That was fun. 5-1 against Newcastle. Again, asterisk against how shit they were. Um, mm. Connor Wickham was outstanding that day. He was, and enjoyable because Papi Cissé did the... I think he did the 1-0 when he put one up in front of the Homesdale and then regretted it for the next 80 minutes. So you say, what's the score? That was, that was uh, good. Uh, famous Palace won against Norwich, 1-0. Um, my only problem with that is just that the run was horrendous. Like to, Being fifth at Christmas and then having to worry about surviving relegation was, yeah, sucks. So just for that... It's off the list for me. Yeah. Then, yeah. then we've got the second 2-1 at Chelsea. Uh, Zaha and Benteke. Those was also class. That was <laughs> just, so good. Just for Ben... Just what... Well, mainly for what Benteke did <laughs> to Courtois was shockingly outrageous. Then it's your favourite one. You missed Palace 3, Arsenal 0, Townsend, Kabaya and Luka. Um, good win. I, yeah. I've, I've set up the piece we've rarely beat Chelsea in. This is the fourth Chelsea winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was Roy's first win as Palace manager after we'd gone seven without a win. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaha came back from injury and yep. scored, scored yep. the winner. Uh, I don't think that one's out of all the Chelsea. That's not even the best one out of all the Chelsea ones. No, I think that was more like a relief that we'd even scored a goal more than anything. Yeah. Um, 3-2 against Brighton at Celeste. Uh It was good fun, but it's not, again, it's not the bright, It's not even the best Brighton one on the list. No. 5-0 against Leicester at Celeste. That was fun. That was a, yes. And that was a great performance as well. It really was. I think that's, that's one of the... goals in that game as well. Yeah. Really that's good what, goals. I think that might be one of the ones where Jamie Vardy's up there with Lukaku on the fewest touches in a Premier League game list. Um, yeah. Yeah, astonishing. And uh, straight after that, this is Casper um, Schmeichel from the same game. How can you have the fewest touches and your team's lost 5-0? <laughs> yeah. Utterly ludicrous. Um, here's my... This is the game that got my vote. Man City 2, Palace 3. Um, Townsend's goal, of course, is just utterly outrageous but Man City won 18 of 19 Premier League games that season at home and annihilated everyone so just when Luca put the penalty away just everyone just in complete shock in the away end as they're falling downstairs and overseas (laughs) (laughs) it's just like what is happening um what a day that was just brilliant yeah I mean that'd probably get mine as well I think as well Man City went 1-0 up and I think all of us were stood there like, well, it you know, the it was nice while it lasted. Um <laughs> yeah. so to cut to come back from being one one nil down, Schlippi's goal was good to equalise, Andros's goal was absolutely unbelievable. And I remember we were talking you and I in the concourse at half time, and I was definitely saying, Man City you're gonna score within ten minutes of the second half. And then it was us yeah. who scored. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just shitting myself the whole time. And when that De Bruyne scored a sort of fluky cross shot. Fluke goal. Lucky goal. I was goal. like, fluke goal, lucky goal, average. Um, <laughs> when he scored that, I was like, oh, well, you know that they're, you know they're going to score another one. So for us to sort of come yeah. away with that win, like you say, in, in a season where they beat literally everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and, and we were really good value for it. I thought we played really well that day. So yeah. that would get my vote, I think. Yeah, really good. Um, got another two, three away win. Um, Arsenal. This was a great day. This was yes, a really it was. Great, great day. First um, time I ever saw us beat Arsenal. Blazing sunshine. Um, yeah, it was. It was brilliant. Like it's, it is. That was one of my favourites as well. I don't think I can't see it winning, but it was a fantastic day. Um, as was nineteen twenty one two one win at Manchester United. Only team to score an injury time winner in the Premier League at Old Trafford. Um, Patrick Van Arnholt, and that was again after uh, that little shitbag Dan James equalised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> went and folded his arms uh, in front of the Stratford. Just like 
you play for May night and mate, you can't be celebrating equalizers yeah. against Palace at Old Trafford. <laughs> oh, actually he did the right thing. He should have wasted more time over there. Oh, great. Um, and that was also the day I found out, me and the missus found out she was pregnant with her first child. So great day for me personally. Palace 2, West Ham 1, weird ones beyond there. It's Ayu's um, oh, amazing yeah. goal, but um, yeah, I don't think it's on the list. 1-0 at Brighton, Ayu. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we were largely dreadful that day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny, um, but again, I don't think it tops the 2-1 at Brighton, so it's not even the best Brighton one on there. Um, the only difference is we were there, I guess. That was yeah. Three one at Old Trafford. Um, Zaha scoring twice is again. It's kind of the sh- these two. The Brighton one is next. Brighton one, Palace two with a Mateta back here and a Benteke late. Asterisk because no fans were there. Yeah, Just, it's disappointing. But both of those, if fans were there, would have been incredible. Oh, carnage! Yeah, it'd have been brilliant. Mm. Closing in now, Palace 3, Spurs nil from this season. We were imperious that day. And they yeah. were top. They, I mean, it's funny because it's kind of a bit misleading. They were top of the league. They'd had three 1-0 wins going into it. But they then went on a shit spiral after, <laughs> after <laughs> yeah. that, which ended up in Marino getting sacked. So maybe we put that into motion. But yeah, we were brilliant that day. Man City away, 2-0. This season, Zaha and Gallagher. I mean, again, we were brilliant. Good value for it as well. I think particularly in the first half, we really got up them and really, you know, cat amongst the pigeons with our pressing high up the field and, you know, scored a goal, forced mistake, scored a goal from it, got someone sent off because of it. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say largely comfortably held on, except from a five-minute period where they had a goal disallowed. I really yeah. thought we were great value for that. So, again, that's like incredible to go to the Etihad where they rarely ever lose and to actually give them a game. He must hate us. They've scored 94 goals this season <laughs> and they haven't scored against us. I've said it before. He's got the same birthday as me and I'm the only one who's getting a birthday present that day. So bugger off. <laughs> and then the last one, well, these we've got 3-0 from Arsenal this season. Um, with Mateta, Ayu and Zaha scoring. Um yeah, I don't think, I, I, I don't know, for some reason it just doesn't go down as one of the greats for me. I think it was a great, it's obviously beating Arsenal's always fun, but um, I think it got really sloppy in the last 20 minutes as well. Arsenal could have actually probably nicked a couple. and So for me, just not on the list. So we're pretty boring now. We've gone down that list and we've go, both gone for 3-2 at the Etihad, basically. Yeah. yeah. But to yeah. be fair, I mean, I don't think many people can say that it's not a good choice. Yeah, definitely not. Um, let's say as um, 94 95, 2 1 win at Arsenal, and uh, 97 98, 2 1 win at Everton. Both um, good ones in my memory being so young, you know, and it all still being new. I'll never forget going to Goodison and just seeing Lombardo in a Palace shirt and just being like, what? Mad. Like, this is the best 15th birthday present anyone could ever get. No one could get. And then for him to just. You know, that little poke past Neville Southall. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Right. <laughs> so it's the 500th game and we're playing Aston Villa. Um, I was I watched them against Liverpool the other night and I was fully expecting Gerrard's Villa to roll over and get their bellies tickled and let Liverpool get some goal difference. But they didn't. They actually put up quite a good fight in the game, but eventually coming out 2-1, a 2-1 win for Liverpool. Um, before that, they'd beaten Burnley 3-1 and Norwich 2-0 um, and a 0-0 with Leicester. But they did get pumped 4-0 by Spurs before that and lost 2-1 at Wolves. So um, not in terrible form. And it's kind of an important one with the league position. They're just below us by one point. Mm. Um, uh, worse goal difference than us. So important in terms of league position and those extra few million we always talk about this time of year for each position that you finish higher. Yeah. I mean, and the last couple of weeks with the table being as it is, it just looks completely different at the end of every weekend. You know, you have a couple of good results, your 10th, you have a couple of bad results, your 15th. So to be playing them, you know, now when, when we're so close to each other, it is important. I'd like us to, I mean, look, honestly, I want us to finish above Brighton. 
I don't really give a shit where we finish in the league so long as Brighton are below us. So in that respect, it is important because we need to win. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Brighton are in good form, aren't they? <laughs> it's a back-to-back 3-0 three, three and then 4-0 um, mm. and away in the home game is... And uh, Jesus, they were more than value for that 4-0 against United. It could have been 8 and United really couldn't have argued, to be honest. Um, couldn't believe is this, what point, is this the point where I jump in and I say Manuel will beat us 2 0 in the last game of the season? <laughs> uh, well, we'll get to that, but that's um, the whole Cristiano Ronaldo uh, hasn't. He oh. is tied, he's tied with Ibrahimovic for most clubs scored against, mm. um, and he hasn't scored against us before. So he's, an, and you know, Ronaldo is aware of all those records. So oh, yeah. he's going to be. Properly on it, trying to score against us in that game. So hmm, we shall see. It's just as long as he gets some pelters, if he tries to do that goal celebration anywhere in the stadium. Oh. <laughs> um, now, Aston, Aston Villa are dirty fuckers. Um, concede a lot of fouls, and obviously we're players that get a lot of fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, I think you can expect to see some yellow cards from Villa, but. Also, perhaps even Reds as well. We've managed to get a couple of Reds out of him in recent seasons, but did fuck all when we lost 3-0 there and got him sent down to 10 men. Oh, that was... what? Like, it's mad. I'm, I'm sure we talked about it before, but that wasn't that long after we lost 7-0 to Liverpool. But that 3-0 against Villa was way, way worse than the 7-0. Um, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were... That was absolutely dreadful, that game. Yeah, it's one of those... There's, You know, we've talked about missing United away and Brighton away, two great victories because mm-hmm. fans got to be there. But it also means we missed 7-0 against Liverpool and 3-0 against Villa. Yeah, um, not mad at that. Um, yeah, indeed. But I mean, we, it's, it's, you say about that, you know, they see a lot of fouls. So long as we don't get the ref that was there for the Leeds game, who seemed to be absolutely adamant that he wasn't going to book any Leeds player, uh, so long as we haven't got him, we'll be all right. Well, I mean, Dan James, uh, what he he got sent off last night for a foul on Kovacic, which is basically the exact same passage of play that we did to Joel Ward, except from he just yeah. just missed Ward's standing leg, where he caught Kovacic's. It's just like it's, a, it's dreadful. You can't be flying in like that to players, and not like I'm all for four blooded tackles. I'm absolutely all for it, and. For the record, I don't think he should have been sent off against Palace because he missed him. But he, a yellow was right, but you can see why Joel Ward reacted the way he did because you know yeah. if he's if he's a fraction later, it's could be you know game over for a year for Joel Ward in terms of an injury. But um, I'm all for full blooded tackles, but not on the blind side into someone's planted standing leg. That's disgraceful. Yeah. That's scummy. You're a professional. He's a fellow professional. We can't be doing that. As we always used to say on uh, weekend football, Sunday league, amateur football, got to go to work on Monday, mate. Like, come on, leave, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. leave it out. Like, it's outrageous. But um, Darren England is, I mean, talk about the referees retiring at the end of the season. Darren England is going to be one of the ones who moves up and mm. in a more permanent fashion. And he's just been dreadful. He's been the worst ref I've seen this season on multiple occasions. Remember, he was he refed the game when Newcastle came to sell us just after they'd been taken over, yes. and it was how much are they paying you? Because he was just so dreadful. Yeah, um, awful. Didn't, uh, West Ham at home, that blatant pass back right at the end, didn't give that disgraceful referee. I mean, that one might be a bit. <laughs> you want it if it's your team, all right? You, you want do. It if it's you your definitely team. do. Okay, so I dread to ask, what's the result going to be? Um, I, th- I think it's gonna be a tough game. In my in my head, Villa Villa away is always a tough game. I don't know why. Uh, let's be let's be more positive than normal. I think it'd be one all, and I I will take a one all. Well, it's weird when you look. It's we're, as I talked about, we're one point apart in the table, but our seasons couldn't have been more different in the sense that they have won 13 and drawn four where we've won 10 and drawn 14 which is yeah. just um 
utterly ridiculous. I've said utterly so many times on this podcast. I do apologize. Um, but yeah, it's just madness really that that many with that close in the table and it's that different. Um, so a draw, I don't know. They, they seem to go all out for it for a win. So it tends to flip one way. I think that, I just think that the way they play their plan style, they're set up to beat us. I think we're going to lose again. I think we're going to lose. Oh my two God. What is happening? Yeah, hope I'm wrong, but they just gave us a bit of a school in, in the game at Celeste, and I just mm-hmm. fear I fear the same thing is going to happen again. I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully, Coutinho, already I'm going to curse it, seems to have gone way off the boil. <laughs> so so right. he'll inevitably score both of those goals. Um, right. I just mentioned. Uh, right. So, how do we make next week work? Do we do a double preview of Everton and United? Or do we do a review preview on the Friday of Everton United? Excellent questions. <laughs> uh, to which Frantic I have no answers. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll, we'll let you know on the socials. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I feel like if we can bang out the one on, if we if we're not too busy on Friday nights because you know me and you are so rock and roll, that oh, might God, be part yeah. of, it might be part of the problem, uh, but we'll figure it out. And of course, that'll be the last one of the season. Um, so I'll, I'll go and dig back into the first podcast of the season and dig out our outrageous predictions and see see where we're at. Because uh, as always, I've completely forgotten what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I and... I re- I've remembered some of my predictions. And I, oh, I no, look at you raising your eyebrows. You're close on some of them, aren't you? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so so, not that I'm going to be predicting that Wilf doesn't score another goal this season or anything, but. Yeah. Okay. You've said to get 15, and oh, you busted. Well, that's a slight spoiler for next week, then. But let's save the rest for we'll then. See, yeah. Uh, but um, as always, thanks for listening, and until next week. Up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.